On this special mini episode of The Book Drop, Michelle and Ellie tap into the internet's favorite new oracle to offer up book recommendations for your bones and no bones days. This is The Book Drop. Hello, and welcome to The Book Drop. This is Omaha Public Library's podcast about books, our community, and the joy of reading. I'm Ellie Roberts. I am at our Saddlebrook branch, and I am one of our youth services specialists. And I'm Michelle Carlson, book club librarian, currently at Willa Cather branch. And that's it today. We are doing a special little mini episode. Um, Our recording schedule is thrown off quite a bit um, towards the end of the year because of Veterans Day and Thanksgiving, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So we are recording a couple of just little snippet episodes to tide you over until we are back to a regular recording schedule. So you just got me and Michelle today. Hey, hey. Um, Michelle, what are we going to talk about? Okay, so... Um, as your resident, you know, pop culture, uh, know how, you know, we like to bring you, our listeners, into what's going on, what's cool, not just the stuff in the book world, but in life. And so if you have not heard of Noodle, the pug yet, let us tell you about Noodle. So Noodle is a 13-year-old pug, and his owner, Jonathan Graziano, um, has had him since January of 2016. And this little pug has become our post-millennium groundhog with a daily horoscope. And so via Jonathan's TikTok account, uh, we can greet every morning with Noodle and Noodle's going to make it clear if he wants to get out of bed or not. And so we're just going to tell you about this very wholesome meme and give you some book recs um, to go along with it. So Ellie, what do I mean by if he wants to get out of bed or not? So Noodles Days are defined uh, in two categories. Noodles has Bones Day and Noodle has No Bones Day. Um, And these definitions are very important. So uh, Jonathan gives Noodle a very gentle little pat massage every morning. And then he lifts his little senior pug up by the belly. And if Noodle stays standing, then it's a Bones Day. And if Noodles flops back into a pile on his little dog bed, then it is a no-bones day. Um, And to me, a no-bones day is kind of like waking up on the wrong side of the bed, um, but less mood-related and more just kind of capacity for the day. Um, When I first heard about it, I was like, oh, this is like a... uh, randomized like spoon theory mm-hmm. deal um which if you don't know what spoon theory is um it's something that was kind of created on the spot by christine Misserandio, um which you can read at but you don't look um who is a um, person living with lupus and um it's a concept that she came up with one day to describe how living with lupus limits her ability to move through her day and plan which tasks she may be able to achieve. Um, It's been a really important tool for people with chronic illnesses, but it's also probably best that people without chronic illnesses don't use the terminology because it's very much like born of that context, which is why no bones is so great because it's, it's just silly pug language for like, (laughs) I can't do it today. You know, like, 
we're going to be wearing our cozy clothes. We're not going to be taking on new projects. We're just getting through the day. That's a no bones day to me. Um, a bones day is very exciting because uh, Noodle can stand up. Noodle yeah. can get out there and face the world and be his proud little old as heck dog self. <laughs> um, to me, a bones day means like, we are going to make that recipe we've been eyeing. We're going to clean the toilet. We're going to greet any annoyance with an unmovable wall of passivity. Um, <laughs> and especially for Noodle, he's going to go on a nice little walk, Aww. which is always great. Um, a couple other Noodle fun facts uh, are that according to John's TikTok, where uh, you see the daily updates about whether we're having a Bones or no Bones day, um, a professor granted an entire class an exam extension to avoid a no Bones day. Um, yeah. Good looking out, professor. Also brave because like there's not really necessarily any <laughs> correlation to like it being every other day or something like that. You could have like seven no Bones days in a row. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. And I think that uh, Bones and No Bones Days, courtesy of Noodle, um, is just a refreshing antidote to like grind or hustle culture that to me has really like poisoned our brains into obsessing over productivity. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a Bones Day may mean like you're more productive, but you know, you don't really need to worry about it. And uh, if today is a no bones day, tomorrow might be a bones day. And we're just here and we're existing in the world and we're accepting ourselves where we are. And that is the gift that Noodle gives to us. Um, Michelle, do you have yeah. any other uh, thoughts on the meaning of Noodle? Uh, first, when you were describing what a bones day is, all of a sudden I started picturing the Mary Tyler theme the Mary Tyler Moore show and like the theme song mm -hmm. and her like throwing the hat in the air. And I was like, that's a bones day. She's having a bones day. Right. Right. You wake up and uh, Dolly Parton's nine to five starts uh, playing in your head. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then my second thought was when you talk about the way productivity has really um, become an obsession in our culture. It reminded me of this uh, keynote speaker that we had at the Nebraska Library Association virtual day that I was able to attend last month. Uh, Meredith Farkas um, gave this presentation on slow librarianship, which there are um, lots of books in the world now um, focusing on the way to do things slowly. And it kind of this movement started with like mm -hmm. the food industry um, and stuff. And it you know, values of good, clean, and fair. And so in that realm, a uh, librarian also, Julia Glassman, wrote this article, The Innovation, Fetish, and Slow Librarianship, What Librarians Can Learn from the Juicero. Um, and so it's a great article also talking about, and also what Meredith talked about in her presentation about achievement culture, vocational awe, and this cult of productivity that we live in. And so some of my takeaways were that this is a philosophy, it's not a destination. And so when I think about that with Bones Day, no Bones Day, like, again, you might have seven official no Bones Days in a row, but like maybe, I don't know, what can you do to just take that as a philosophy and not, you know, and it's also then about intention and reflection as like when you slow down. And so that can help us maybe increase our Bones Day. So yeah. Um, and then I'm super excited. We are going to give some folks some recommendations for when you're having a Bones Day or a no Bones Day. So Ellie, what are we doing or reading on our Bones Day? 
Absolutely. Um, I am reading a very specific format that we sing the praises of a lot on this uh, show. I am reading audiobooks and I am starting audiobooks on No Bones Days. I'm like, Mm. we are starting at the beginning. We are like making some progress into them. Um, And I'm also doing audiobooks because for me, a Bones Day means I'm able to run errands and like get stuff done Mm -hmm. and like wash dishes and kind of get on my feet and keep the ball moving. Um, So I just checked Libby um, a couple hours before we started recording. So I checked Libby about a couple hours before we started recording. And um, apparently it is like a very auspicious time. Also, the day we were recording this on the 16th of November is a Bones Day. So it's all happening right now. Um, And the books that we have checked in, the audiobooks that are available to download on Libby right now as of recording this are The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, um, cast by Ills. Isabel Wilkerson, The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison. Um, it's just like full of things that I was like, oh my gosh, like not only do I want to read these and like are these on my long term, mm-hmm. like I'm going to get to these lists, but I feel like they're on everybody's. Like there's just so many audiobooks that you can plug into, like get a head start on, um, and also get some work done. Yes. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Just audiobooks on Libby. You can search available now and just get that ball a rolling. I um, love that. I'm definitely doing an audiobook on a Bones Day to, you know, mm-hmm. make the cleaning go by faster and all that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which, speaking of cleaning or maybe crafting and organizing and all that kind of stuff, that is also what I would recommend on your Bones Day. Because obviously, it would be easy for us to also just recommend whatever you want to read on a Bones Day. Go grab it. Mm -hmm. Grab that one at the bottom of your TBR list or something instead of the top one or something. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for a different type of challenge, I wanted to recommend some DIY or like self-improvement type books. So um, the first one is DIY Watercolor Flowers, The Beginner's Guide to Flower Painting for Journal Pages, Handmade Stationery, and more. Because who in the world doesn't love getting homemade cards and wanting to send them is definitely a Bones Day activity is writing those note cards out. So um, uh, this is by Marie Baudon, who is a Parisian um, and a self-taught artist. So um, it was originally published in French, which is cool. And we have it. And she has uh, built her own workshop called Tribulations de Marie. So check that one out and learn how to watercolor. Um, Nifty, um, which is a you know, online platform thing for you to go check out. Also wrote a book called Nifty, Clean and Organized, Money-Saving Hacks and Easy DIYs for a Clean and Clutter-Free Home. So Bones Day is that day to go out and get organized, you know, minimize your closet space and get things clean and stuff. So Nifty are pretty um, good folks in there. BuzzFeed is a big fan of them. So you might want to go check out their book too. And then if you're looking for just also like, that feel-good book, um, I'm going to recommend the nonfiction book, Dear Highlights, What Adults Can Learn from 75 Years of Letters and Conversations with Kids by Christine French-Coley. Uh, she's been the longtime editor, editor-in-chief of, uh, of the Highlights magazine. And so in this, she has um, 
put these uh, the correspondence that she's received, that the magazine has received over these 75 years into them, and it helps reveal an intimate and inspiring uh, conversation between America's children and its leading children's magazine. I remember reading highlights in dentist's office and everywhere, and so um, big fan. And when I found this out, she also, Christine French Coley, hosts a podcast called Dear Highlights. So you darn what? too, and I'm adding that to my listening queue as well. So I hope you guys go check that one out also. It seems to be available on most of our um, podcast platforms. And mm-hmm. so those, that's our Bones Day, friends. And so now when we're not having a Bones Day, um, you might be thinking of something of some lighter fare or something funny, especially. So my first recommendation um, is Broken in the Best Way Possible by Jenny Lawson. Um, If you haven't ever read Jenny Lawson, this is her book that came out this year, which is her third memoir. Um, And she is just like a beacon of hope and a wellspring of laughter. Like if you're just looking for something really funny to read about some really dark stuff, which maybe that's what you need in that comforting way of a no bones day. She has, you know, this entertaining take on her battle, her personal battle with depression, anxiety, and rheumatoid arthritis. And so, you know, she just has this humor on these really heavy subjects. She's super truthful about her difficult moments. Um, and yet is remaining really hopeful through it all. <laughs> and in the very laugh out loud way, she's zany, clever, and real raunchy which I just loved. And this is also what I would recommend on an audiobook. She reads them herself, and that is truly delightful. So my first uh, boneless day pick is a little bit of a different temperature. It is, there is no good card for this. What to say and do when life is scary, awful, and unfair to people you love by Dr. Kelsey Crow and Emily McDowell. Um, personally, I find this book so comforting um, because the authors and researchers and illustrators who worked on this book um, have really taken a deep dive into um, this kind of ephemeral emotional territory that I think we avoid thinking about as much as possible until we're like deep in it. Um, we don't think about caregiving and um, how we can show up for our friends, our family, our loved ones um, when they are struggling Um in a really organized way. Um, so it's comforting to me to know that there are techniques and resources and expertise out there. Um, also sometimes reading about like how you can care for other people uh, makes me think differently about what my needs are at the moment mm-hmm. um, and how to explain them to other people. Um, I love that um, part of the description um, of this book says that um, it isn't a spiritual treat- treatise on how to make you a better person or mm-hmm. a scientific argument about why compassion matters. It's a helpful illustrated guide to effective compassion that takes you step by step past the paralysis of thinking about someone in a difficult time to actually doing something or nothing with good judgment instead of fear. Um, and mm-hmm. I just think that's wonderful. There are kind of like sample dialogues in this book. It's really meant to be kind of a simple, straightforward tool um, to um, getting your empathy outside of your own head. Um, and like they said, sometimes that means not doing anything. Um, sometimes that means waiting 
until things have abated a little bit to reach out to your friend. Mm. Um, And I just think that it's a really meaningful approach to kind of community care and grieving and that sort of thing. Um, So that is, there is no good card for this. What to say and do when life is scary, awful, and unfair to people you love. That sounds so good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, my second choice for you on your no bones day is something that will, again, try to lift your spirits just a little bit, but is easy, fun, sweet, and a quick read and romance. <laughs> um, so this is Blackout by Donnell Clayton, Tiffany D. Jackson, Nick Stone, Angie Thomas, and Ashley Ashley Woodfolk and Nicola Yoon. Um, So if you're not familiar with these authors, these are some young adult powerhouse uh, authors who just write Mm -hmm. some of the best young adult fiction that we've seen in the past few years. Um, And so they have gotten together to collaborate and create this really beautiful collection of interlinked short stories. So that's also why I'm recommending this one is because it is told in short stories. So it's easy to pick up and put down. And also if you just read like, one of the short stories, you're going to get a glimpse into this life and world and have fun with it. And then you can put it down and be done with it. Um, so there is a citywide blackout, which is total no do- no bones day vibes. Um, <laughs> and these kids want to go to a party. So in this novel, um, the, the various friends and couples that we meet are on their way to a block party in Brooklyn when the blackout hits. Um, and so the main story that uh, Danielle Clayton wrote is about Tammy and Kareem, which is her ex-boyfriend, and they unexpectedly arrive at an internship that they have both been offered, but come to learn there's only one spot. So thus begins their long walk from Harlem to the party in Brooklyn. Um, It's a story of that reconnection, and so we get a full-length kind of novella about them, but interspersed between their journey are these tales of their family and friends. It's so fun to see the connection between all these different characters. Part of me really wanted to draw like that story character map of like (laughs) who knows who and stuff. Um, Because then they, Oh, I was about to give a spoiler. Never mind. Um. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Okay. Um, So yeah, as each of these uh, friends are making their way home, this is just a joyful collaboration. um, That's really bringing some, beautiful light to the stories of black love, queer love and alternate forms of affection. Cause not everybody loves p- romantically. Um, and so it's just really evoking this warmth of greater connection, community and belonging, just really charming and heartwarming celebration of love, which will hopefully light a little fire for you when you're curled up on your no bones day. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love a short story for a no bones day. Mm-hmm. Um, And my version of a short story is usually um, a graphic novel. So I'm going to take us out of our um, flopping back on our puppy, (laughs) um, probably like ergonomic dog beds. Um, I'm going to take us to False Knees, an illustrated guide to animal behavior by Joshua Barkman. Um, This is one of my favorite web comics. Um, I think I have many favorite web comics, but this one really knocks it out of the park for me. Um, It is 
typically kind of a four panel um, kind of pithy, quick, absurd comics. Um, if you like Alex Norris's Oh No, Michelle, do you know which one that is? I don't. Okay, it's like really simple blob, and then the last panel is always somebody's, like the little blob saying Oh No. Um, okay, yes. Very simple, mm-hmm. very cute. Um, or Sarah Scribbles, um, which is a pretty uh, famous series by Sarah Anderson. I think that this gives kind of um, similar similar moods. Um, frequently, uh, Barkman chooses to depict birds um, in these comics, but also he illustrates a whole host of other animals. They're usually having conversations, which are uh, not exactly what we assume of animals' inner or outer monologues. And then in the last frame, um, they remind us of their deeply non-human animalistic uh <laughs> beings um so they're they're pretty silly and i don't know what it is but like the joke of the last panel just being like animal impulse like never gets old for me like i flip through this book every time i see it on the shelf and every time i like not necessarily cackle occasionally cackle but have like a burst of like <laughs> at the end of every comic so um if that's what you're looking for something very easy um nice little images for your eyes um false knees and illustrated guide to animal behavior is just like a deeply underrated selection from our collection um and to give you a little taste of that michelle would you join me for a dramatic reenactment i'd be honored Okay, great. Um, in this one, we are a pair of mm, birds. Sparrows? Know, maybe sparrows. Maybe a finch. Finch. Of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just just little guys hanging out in the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into it. What are you most afraid of? Well, one day I'll wake up and find myself entirely uninterested in the world around me. Unable to conjure curiosity for the unfamiliar, no thrill in former delights, no appetite for change. How about you? Centipedes! <laughs> so that's a recent comic of False Knees. That is exactly the kind of humor um, you can uh, look forward to if you pick it up from the library. Oh my god, so good. Definitely added both of those to my list, so thanks, Ellie. All the books and resources we mentioned in this episode will be linked in our episode description. So that's our mini episode. Thank you for joining us on The Book Drop. Bye! Bye! (laughs) The Book Drop is produced by Omaha Public Library. Our theme music is Trapped in Amber, courtesy of the band Lucid Fugue. Don't forget to subscribe to The Book Drop on your favorite podcast app and like and follow Omaha Public Library on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time on The Book Drop.